Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Joshua Scow Show podcast. I am your host, Joshua J. Scow, and I'm glad to have you guys here. And we've got a loaded show full of NFL content for you guys. We are going to get into the week 14 picks and breakdowns of all these games. So, um, I guess we could just kind of start out with the Thursday night game between the Cowboys and the Bears. Bears are plus three. That means the Cowboys are a three-point favorite. Okay. And both of these teams come into the game in top 10 on kind of their strength versus strength, right? So the Cowboys rushing offense versus the Bears rush defense. They're both top 10. And it, I like that's like really the first place I like to look. So it's kind of a push, to be honest. But I, I think the Cowboys have the edge with the passing offense and the passing defense, too. When you think about when Mitch Trubisky's on the field with that offense, they just, they just aren't very threatening. And I think Dak Prescott's going to have a good game. He'll set up the run a little bit. And Dallas has more to play for. I will take the Cowboys in this one. So, and they they will cover the three. So we'll move on to the Ravens versus the Bills on Sunday. And the Ravens are a five-point favorite. I will take the Bills in this one. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The Ravens are dominating. They're really good. They're going to slip up at some point, and I'm betting this week will be it. The Buffalo defense is, is really good. Good enough to slow down Lamar Jackson on a one-day any given Sunday scenario and the Ravens defense uh, could give up some big plays to Josh Allen and the bills offense. So I'll, I'll take the bills kind of with a little bit of a cringe there, but I'll, I'll take the bills in it. All right, up next, we've got the Carolina Panthers traveling to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are a three point favorite in the wake of Ron Rivera, the head coach for the Carolina Panthers, being fired this week. It was it was a pretty shocking thing that happened with that because I, I mean they've they've underperformed this year. They also have Cam Newton being injured, so I mean really realistically, what do you expect? And they've kind of struggled on the offensive end the last couple of years. Could be because of Cam Newton's injuries, and and I I really don't know if that was a great firing like who who are you gonna get you know what I mean the dude won three straight NFC South championships in their division uh not recently it's been a few years ago but but these things still happen he went to the Super Bowl he lost against Peyton Manning and that Denver team with that awesome defense so it's really interesting I mean they fired a Super Bowl head coach in the middle of the year so could be a little disrespect there I know Ron Rivera wasn't very happy about it, but the the reason for that, they say, was to get a, a jump start on the coaching hiring 
process, and they didn't want to do that behind his back. Totally understandable, but uh, most of the time you wait till the day after the the last game for that. Anyways, uh, so I'll take the Falcons. I think that they, I think they get it done uh, barely. But I, I don't have a strong feeling this, uh, I mean, judging off the stats or anything like that, I think this is more of a handicapping the situation rather than the analytics and the stats and whatnot. So I'm going to take the Falcons at home. Uh, up next, we've got the Bengals at the Browns. Browns are a seven and a half point favorite, and they have been one of the most frustrating teams to watch in football in recent years. So and it just continues for them. Uh, they had no answer for a fourth-string quarterback last week when they really desperately needed a win against the Steelers. They did not get it. They let a fourth-string quarterback beat them, and Andy Dalton's playing this week. So and who knows what his future is in Cincinnati after this year? So I think he's gonna think he's gonna play well enough to keep him close. Maybe even get the win. They played really well last week against the Jets. But I think I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. They just they just can't lose by eight. So if they lose by less than eight, I'm cool with that. And and really, you got to think about it like this. Say this out loud. Can the Browns beat anybody by more than eight? Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so either. So moving on to the Broncos at the Houston Texans. The Texans are a nine and a half point favorite, and they're at home. I'm gonna take the Texans in this one. I think they can easily win by ten. That's that's not a problem. They can win by two scores. The question is, is are the Broncos gonna show up in this game and play them tough like they did in Minnesota on the road, or some of these other games where they really kept in that in that game? I think Vic Fangio, the coach for the Broncos. He's a tough coach, he's a defensive-minded guy, and he's perfectly capable of of drawing up a game plan that can slow down Watson, because you're not going to stop him, okay? You're not going to stop Hopkins, you're not going to stop Watson, but you can slow them down a bit. I just don't think it's going to be enough. I think the Texans have developed a little bit of a running game with Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, and that's not even to mention... Just how elite Deshaun Watson is as a quarterback. He's, uh, I mean, I get it. I'm a Texans fan. I'm a little bit of a homer here. But you you talk Lamar Jackson all you want. You talk Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys. If you don't put Deshaun Watson up there, you're, you're missing something. So I will take the Texans in that one. Up next, we've got the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are a 12-and-a-half point favorite. Big number at home. But you might want to buy this one down just a little bit. I will take the Vikings, but maybe you consider getting it down to 10. You're losing a lot of return. I get that, but it's still a cashed ticket, right? So, um, and, and just kind of consider that even if you did go the 12 and a half, you've got third string quarterback David Blau. He's a rookie out of Purdue. Played on Thanksgiving. He played well. Are you going to bank on two back-to-back performances that he, he does well in, especially against a defense this good? And you're also going to U.S. Bank Stadium in November. And I've been there in November. I've seen that how loud that can get in a divisional game. It's loud. And 
that is not a place friendly to opposing quarterbacks and to to I, I mean here's another kind of narrative here they lost last week on Monday night football to the Seattle Seahawks they're wanting to bounce back in a big way I think they do that they are trying to stay with Green Bay Packers in that division to set up a monster game on Monday night football in week 16. So just kind of consider all those things. That's one of the reasons why I'm taking the Vikings. They could easily fall flat. I get it, but I just don't see that happening. So up next, you've got the Colts at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Florida. And the Bucks are a three-point favorite. Uh, Tampa Bay has won three out of their last four. And two of their last three losses by were by six points or less. So they're they're at least staying competitive in these games, even though the ones that they lost. And Jameis Winston is putting up respectable numbers, and I think he's going to do that again on Saturday. He's a, he's a good enough coach. I don't or quarterback. I don't know if he's going to stay with Tampa Bay next year. I think they might let him go just because of his inconsistency at times. But this guy can really put up numbers on on any given Sunday. And he is auditioning for another job. So I will take the Buccaneers. The Colts just seem to be on a little bit of a skid right now. Next up, probably the biggest game of the week with the 49ers traveling to New Orleans to to face the Saints in the Superdome. Saints are a two-and-a-half point favorite at home. I will take the 49ers in this one. I think the defense comes out. Plays well. They almost won last week in Baltimore, who's probably the best team in the league right now. And they lost on a long field goal. So from Justin Tucker. And yeah, I just I just see the, the 49ers taking care of business here. And by the way, this is absolutely a preview to the NFC playoffs because I, I have a feeling these two teams could meet in the divisional round and they might even might even meet in the conference championship game. So this is kind of a prelude to the playoffs. Just remember this matchup in January. It's a little bit more research for me, but I will lean towards the 49ers. Up next, you've got the Washington Redskins at the Green Bay Packers. I I should have looked up the weather in this game. I don't know what the weather is going to look like, but the Packers are a 12.5-point favorite. And and I'll, I'll lean the Packers. I think that they'll cover that. They I think it's going to be pretty similar to last week. They won, I think it was like thirty to thirteen or something like that in New York last week in a snow filled game. And, and I just think the Packers take care of business. Aaron Rodgers, enough said. So up next, you've got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chargers are a three point favorite. The Jaguars are going back to. Gardner Minshew, yes, everybody, Minshew Mania is back. So, I mean, why wouldn't they go with the Jags? I, I think that I think the Jaguars can do enough with their running game to set up the pass, and that defense has always been good. Phillip Rivers is washed up, and I don't know, man, something about having like 18 kids might make you age a little bit faster, I guess, even though he's been in the league forever. But, yeah, give me the Jaguars on this one. They don't even have to win at home. They just have to not lose by three or more. So I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so the Kansas City Chiefs up next travel to New England to play the Patriots. 
Patriots are a three-point favorite. I'm heavy on the Chiefs in this one. Uh, that Patriots offense can't score, and it's the exact opposite with the Chiefs. It's strength versus strength. We saw how that turned out last week with the strength of the Houston Texans playing the strength of the New England defense. And the Texans put up a bunch of numbers. I mean, they passed the ball well. They ran the ball well. It, it just... I I really I'm hesitant to bet against the Patriots two weeks in a row, but this really just seems like a spot where it's too overwhelming for the Patriots. They they're gonna put in a good game plan. They're gonna keep it close. Everybody knows this, but they don't. They are not gonna come a win. Come away with the win. I think the Chiefs just have too much, and Patrick Mahomes and company will avenge last year's AFC Championship game. So. I'll take the Chiefs. Up next, you've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cardinals. The Cardinals are plus three, so the Steelers are a three-point favorite. And I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. I think that they've been competitive all year, and the Steelers are just they're too much of a fringe team. They just they've got depth at all the wrong positions. And well, I mean, I guess they got good receivers or running backs, but I'm just saying they're their team right now as currently constructed isn't enough to I don't know if they'll make the playoffs they might barely get in but they need a quarterback uh, a consistent one and I'm not going to bet on this quarterback showing up and getting two straight wins so give me the Cardinals in that one up next you've got the Titans at the Raiders Titans are a two and a half point favorite I'll take the Titans in this one they've got a lot to play for Ryan Fitzpatrick Jeez, I always, you know, I always do that. Let's let's try that again. Ryan Tannehill has been playing lights out, and Derek Carr all of a sudden is a ghost these last few weeks. Nobody knows where he's at. He's on milk cartons everywhere. If anybody sees him, get a hold of John Gruden because this guy is nowhere to be found. He's off in La La Land somewhere. I, I have no idea because this guy. Started out the year throwing over 70-something percent passing in the NFL, which is a great number, great completion percentage. Now he's just MIA. So the Titans can run the ball well. They've got an underrated defense, and they travel well uh, in terms of playing well on the road. The Raiders have been blown out. I, I shared with you guys last week, or sorry, on Monday, what the deal with the Raiders are. I mean, they've lost their last two games. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it was like 73 to 12 or something like that with their last two games. And they were the 12. They've given up 70-something points in the last two. I think that uh, smells doom for the Raiders. I think they're crumbling down the stretch, and it, it's it's tough to see. I'm sorry, Brad, but it's just it's just the way it is. So, uh, And then the last game on Sunday, we'll, we'll leave Monday for Monday. But on the last game for Sunday, we've got the Seahawks at the Rams. This is a tight game on the spread. I mean, you've got the uh, the Seahawks favored by a, a half of a point. So it's basically a pick em here. And I'll definitely pick the Seahawks. I don't see why it's so close. I get it. It's a road game for them. They're coming off a big win against Minnesota. And this team seems like they've got really good chemistry. They're gelling well together, and they're playing hot at the right time. The Rams, on the other hand, are playing well at the right time, but they just have so many more holes than 
a lot of people are giving them credit for. They, they've righted some wrongs, but they haven't righted all of them. And Seattle can rush the passer. They Jadavion Clowney's been playing well. Jared Goff doesn't do well against the blitz. Their receivers don't create a lot of separation either. Todd Gurley is a huge question mark at this point. So really, it's just like, why is the point spread so close? It, it gives me a little bit of pause there. But I will take the Seahawks. I've got faith in Russell Wilson. And they're really trying to win that division. They've got a lot to play for here. They're trying to, they're trying to stay on top of San Francisco. And that's no easy task. So every game, they've got to win. And they've got to put down a divisional opponent here. And I think they do that. So that's all the NFL picks for week 14 from yours truly. And for anybody who wants to know where I get the odds for these games from, I get them from Ameristar Casino. They've got several of them across the country, but I'm going with the one here locally on the other side of the river from where I'm at in Council Bluffs, Iowa. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, so it's just a nice little 20-minute drive across the river, and I can put in my bet. So just so you guys know, I'm not I'm not making these up. I'm not just going from website, website to website to take the most beneficial line that's out there. I get them all on the day I post the episode from the casino. I can put them in right right now. So just just kind of letting you guys know where where these idea or where these numbers are coming from. I've said it before, but I just it's nice to give you a reminder and just a heads up. Make sure you guys are following me on Twitter. I'm putting a lot of funny stuff on there. I'm putting a lot of awesome sports content. It's at Joshua Scow on Twitter. So make sure you hit that follow button and then. When you guys see this on Spotify, make sure you guys are rating it. Make sure if you're on Stitcher or whatever you guys are on listening to this, make sure you are leaving a review and the highest rating possible. So I would really appreciate that. And guys, that's all I've got. Look forward to the Monday reaction show. And until then, I will see y'all later.